The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beaver Sports, talking a whole lot more. Episode number 349 for this 20th day of November 2023. Tonight's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, to uh, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com to check out all their great articles and other podcasts, such as the uh, Crap Root Sports Podcast, one of my favorites over there. The Captain Lou Extravaganza and uh, no credits required with Ryan uh, McCarty over there. Great uh, show. Uh, he does. Uh, he's a bit of a Jets fan, so I kind of feel bad for him right now. Like, geez, what a what a debacle that is in football and out there in New York. Dave, how was the weekend, my friend? That was an enjoyable weekend. Um, the the weather kind of held out. Uh, it kind of did. Uh, the boy and I were going to get our outdoor Christmas decorations done on Sunday. But uh, in true Lethbridge fashion, she got a little blowy. One thirty in the afternoon, it was unpleasant. Holy cow! It, it yeah. was breezy and it was a cold breeze. And it's I'd rather do it in a calm minus ten than a than a windy plus five, whatever the hell it was on Sunday. So yeah. went went back in the house and uh, watched some football. There you go. Turned out so the football gods, the sports gods are looking down at you. We went out to Fort McLeod yesterday around that time. Actually, I had uh, the umpire um, association uh, clinic over at Lloyd Nolan Yard. We went around 1130, no, about 12 o'clock. We went to Fort McLeod and it was calm as the day is long. Like I could not believe for Fort McLeod on November the 19th, how calm it was like, it's beautiful. Like we did some yard work in the back and raking leaves and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was like, it is so nice right now. And then got back to Lethbridge. And like you said, uh, the wind was just a humming. Like guys like a fuck this. Yeah. I'm, it was I'm, a total I'm, fuck this. Yeah. yeah. It was because the morning was so good. Um, uh, I'm going to say it's a, it's my mother's birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. Um, I went over to the house to, to 55 years old. That's that's what, uh, 55. <laughs> that's a, that's it. She was pretty young when she had me then, but nonetheless, <laughs> she's holding, she's holding steady at, uh, we'll call, we'll give her 65 holding there steady. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, got home, uh, had some lunch and then that's when, uh, the wind came. So it was a, it was a pleasant morning and it kept me inside for the afternoon. So I'm not going to bitch too much. Yeah, there was lots of sports on all weekend long, lots going on. And uh, I we, I think uh, the one thing that I, I, I know for sure now that there's a Black Friday event coming up in the United States and across Canada, uh, obviously, this coming Friday. Holy cow, that's got to, they got to stop that without advertising about Black Friday. We know, we get it. Every store has it. Every website has it. Like, I, I, I understand advertising and everything else more, just as much as the next guy. My wife does it for a living. But Jesus Murphy, man, it is out of fucking control. It, it is. And it's the same day every year, so I don't understand. Why they all even the have stores, to. Well, you can save, it seems to me, they can save a lot of advertising budget just by saying one time, hey, Black Friday, remember it's Black Friday. Come and check out our shit. 
Like it's not like they're door crasher special. This that like fuck. Yeah, we know. Uh, same yeah. as last year. Same as year before. Yeah. Same as twenty years ago. Yeah, hundred percent. The asshats still like camp out at three in the morning to be the first one in in line, or well, they made that no, illegal. I, I think they actually go the night like Thanksgiving Day, Dave. Like they go like like because now it's like Black Friday, fucking uh, Thanksgiving door crasher specials. Like right after dinner, like if you, once the Cowboys done, game is done, they open the doors. It's it's actually insanity. It's it's crazy. Like you know that it. It's all, all the years now. Black Black Friday weekend or Black Friday week. Like, gee, well, the, the, why even bother? Just well, you know, if if one less person gets trampled to death looking for a big screen TV, then I guess that's the the that's worth it right there. But you know, in all the years that we've owned that uh, uh, the Montana house, now, I haven't been down for Black Friday once. Like I went uh, years ago. I can't remember what year it was. In two thousand eleven, I think it was. Uh, I was flying out of Great Falls on Thanksgiving weekend and having a drink, having a beer, some some sports bar somewhere downtown, uh, downtown Great Falls. And uh, the girl served me. She goes, oh, are you here for the Black Friday specials? And I was I was kind of oblivious to that kind of stuff back then. I said, no, I'm flying to L.A. tomorrow to go to a football game. Oh, there, there's so many Canadians down here for Black Friday. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm good. But then you, you get thinking in your own, your own head, like Chip Winters right now is setting up for KABC in Wichita, Kansas, getting ready to to uh, do some report. Poor, I, I feel bad for Chip Winters. Every year he gets that assignment at, in Wichita or in Kalamazoo or wherever it might be. Like, it's just an awful assignment. Well, I'd rather be Chip Winters and stand in front of the fray as opposed to 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 stormy weather and have to stand outside in a fucking hurricane and have the <laughs> have pieces of, of palm fronds and and beat and driftwood hit you in the face as you're trying to follow news I know. one thing like we'll get off this and say it's always funny when they put guys outside yeah it's it's, <coughs> it's a hurricane we know like it's fine you don't just put that guy outside there's a guy on global news every morning in calgary they put him outside. There was a murder last night. They put him right, right there. There was a car crash. They put him out. And it's every. He says the same thing every half hour, from five a.m. till nine a.m. Every day. It's like. But oh. he's there on scene. On scene. And no one cares. I wish I remember the guy's name to to say something because it's quite funny. Anyways, Dave, uh, week eleven of the National Football League season's wrapping up tonight. With the uh, the Kelsey Bowl, San Swifty, uh, the have the uh, the the Chiefs and the Eagles battling out tonight. I don't know what the score is as of right now, but Week Eleven kind of uh, went uh, a little awry up here. Like it was wins and losses. Some teams played a little bit better than they should have. There wasn't a lot of upset games except for your Denver Broncos with another victory to get them to five and five. Three in a row, baby. Like, uh, ever since that uh, ass kicking from uh, the Dolphins, they've they've shown that they care, and which is huge. Uh, it shows they haven't given up on the coach, and the coach's message is obviously getting through. Um, three in a row, like uh, we're not sizing rings up yet, but, you know, two of those three wins were against really good competition, and and uh, the Vikings are no slouches either. They're, they're a decent team. They're decent. They're they're decent, but they don't have uh, superstar Kirk Cousins right now. He's got the Achilles thing. So I like a twenty-one twenty win. I, I I it's all hypothetical. We we can't speculate, obviously. But why wouldn't it? Because no one's listening, anyways. But when you have a uh, 
uh, a Minnesota team on whatever quarterback they're on. I want to get that in half a second. There's a quarterback shortage, I think, around the, fo- the National Football League. When you have uh, uh, Vikings, Sons, Cousins, you have to take advantage of that, and that's what the Denver Broncos did. And they, it's, When you have these teams that are you're getting later in the season, and there's guys in and out of the lineup, and you take it, you, you got to take advantage of those situations because I think if Cousins is in that game, he's probably good for three three extra points, and then it, it's probably uh, the, it, the, the tide turns a little bit. I'm not saying you're wrong, but he wasn't there. He wasn't. It's like it doesn't matter, but yeah. Yep, he can only play the games that are in front of you, right? Uh, Buffalo had a full slate, and Kansas City had a full slate, and those two are on the road. So, you know, that's all you can do is 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 play the games that that are given to you and and try and win a couple. And and I'm glad this season has turned around, and it's it's nice to be cautiously optimistic now. And and. Uh, and hey, how's that? How's that greatest offensive coordinator in the world, Nathaniel Hackett, doing with his quarterback? I, 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 I thought I, I thought he was that. good. He's the he's the OC for fucking New York Jets. I I, I understand that. I never I never once said that Nathaniel Hackett was good. I never once said that. You want to go back and review review the tapes, review the videos, go right ahead and do it. I never said he was good. All I said was that that uh, he should not have been besmirched the way he was. By Sean Payton. That's all I said. There was no. Well, it was. There was no. I never said he was good because obviously he wasn't. And but it, it was. He never turned out the way. And he's not not doing well. But that whole thing. It, actually, let's talk with that. Right. I want actually. We'll, we'll get back to, to the. We'll get to Jess in half a second. Um, there was a, a couple hits last night, or, and there was one one especially by a guy from from Denver, Kareem Jackson. That was it. It was like ooh, like one of those ones you watch go oh, oh yeah. And guys are vintage, like our vintage. We're we're a little more used to those hits because that's how it used to be played back in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. Now you can't leave with the head and then just run guys and, and like it, like what was your thoughts when you first seen that? And then when you and like what came twenty year ago, Dave? What what's the call? And then today, t- uh, yesterday, Dave, what's the call on that? Well, those are the, the they uh, they used to have the segment on. I think it was ESPN with uh, Berman on their their wrap up show. They jacked up. They would highlight those hits, guys. Yeah. Uh, the, those blindside hits. It's it's not part of the game anymore, and it makes me uncomfortable. And this this cocksucker from Denver, he's been suspended for it before. This for is first doing game back. His, yeah, yeah. He, like he has to get kicked out of the game. Like there is no part for that. And and he's clearly headhunting, and to do that the first game he's back from a suspension he's not learning, like he's he's gonna hurt someone bad. I, I, I I'm 100 for for suspension here, and apparently he got four games. He's he's gonna he's yeah. appealing it, but he has to he just served two games, and if you're a repeat offender, you should get more. I hope he gets all four games because that's garbage. Like the, garbage. the one thing that's surprising about that is that the, the way the game is taught and this Kareem Hunt, he can't be 26 years old. I have no idea how old he is. I don't care. But the, the way the game has changed since he's been playing, I don't want to say Pop Warner football, but since maybe junior high, whatever that might have been, the game has changed a lot and the rules are the same everywhere. So he, he's been taught this by somebody who shouldn't be, shouldn't be coaching either. Cause you, you don't, you, you don't, uh, Nowadays, you you play because these coaches run, run run by an iron fist. They do right. Do this, do that, do that, and that's in in, in football. Right, right from 
right from uh, peewee football right on through. Do this, do this, and that's how they are. And we've talked about that before. So this guy's been learning something from 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 a, a, a coach somewhere, either in his college career, his high school career, junior high, whatever it might be. And it, like this one's on the coaching staff of where, whoever taught him to play. Yeah, it probably got him to be, to where he is in the National Football League, playing with an aggressive style. But this one's on the coaching staff as well to say, man, you can't be doing that shit. Like you can't. I kind of disagree. Right? Like he knows he can't do that shit. He just. And why is he, he playing? Because we, we we we've said before these coaches they run they run the operation. You don't do a thing without me telling you. I tell you when to shower. I tell you when to eat. I tell you when to do this. And that's how these coaches pretend they act, especially in college. So if this guy's still doing this. A coach must be allowing it. Has to be. I don't know. Like, why did Kadri get suspended in the playoffs twice with the with the Maple Leafs? He knew what he was doing was 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 wrong. He's able to play um, all the games, like all eighty two games in the regular season, without losing his mind. And then he has to go and get suspended in the playoffs in back to back years. I get it; these aren't playoffs, but I, I maybe he maybe he takes. I don't know, too many fucking Androsteins before the game. Like, I don't know, and he loses his mind a little bit. But that that's part of the game that's gone, and, and everybody knows this. You can't be launching yourself at guys' heads, especially when they're a little bit defensive, like like that guy was on Saturday. And, and I was oh, sorry, on Sunday. And that, it kind of pisses me off. It's reckless, and you're hurting the team. Yeah, it's, it's insane to think that that's okay, but – We'll get off of that because people will agree and disagree and they'll snowflake this and that and everything else and the woke crowd, blah, blah, blah. To, you're never going to please everybody and they, most of those people listen to our show. But the uh, the the other thing that you, you, we brought, you brought up a little bit earlier, Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets, that is an utter embarrassment. And I don't think... I don't think that that just because yes, Aaron Rodgers got hurt the first time he took a step on the field in uh, it back in in September. Sorry, that said that this team was going to be very good, and this is this as much as an Aaron Rodgers uh, situation. Yet I, I'm a, I'm not I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is Aaron Rodgers by any means, but the guys that the Rodgers wanted to bring in or demanded that the, that the Jets bring in, they haven't done a damn thing. And then this, this, that, that's a bad, bad football team. Zach Wilson's a bad NFL quarterback. And that is an embarrassment. Like when he can't even run backwards, he's so in his own head. He fell down yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. It's, it, it, I, I, I don't feel for the guy, but I feel for the guy because he's got their, these guys have money beyond belief. So they'll, they'll fall into their, uh, their bed of uh, pillows of money and everything else. But that is a bad football team because it, it's, it's a disaster. And I don't know uh, if it's going, if, if all the, the coaching staff will survive for next year, if Rogers does come back. If, if. Well, I think he is coming back. I'll be surprised if he's not. Um, Rogers is too much of an egomaniac to, to not come back. I, I obviously I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a very good coach, um, but Rogers wanted him there, right? And, well, I don't know. It, it didn't hurt because that's what happened. And and the last time Hackett was the OC for Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers won the NFL MVP. So there there's something there, and maybe he just says, like, just let me. Maybe maybe Rogers hands them all the fucking t- this is what i think this really, is what yeah. we're working on you know it might it might be that easy for a hack you know and, and why can't i get paid by uh listening to one of the best quarterbacks in the game today uh 
like Hackett, obviously, too, because, you know, he, he fucked up Russell Wilson. And now he has a much less talented quarterback than Zach Wilson. And he's not dumbing it down for him or, or, or there would be some kind of improvement. But he's he, he's getting worse every single fucking game. And this is on the Jets, too. Like, you don't have a backup now for your backup. Your quarterback got hurt one five minutes into the first game of the fucking year. And you don't have anyone signed. Like, Josh Dobbs is winning games for Minnesota now. And you don't have a backup? The Who's this smelt playing for uh, 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 Cleveland? He's winning games. Cleveland, like, act, Cleveland actually signed Joe Flacco today to a, a practice roster spot. Joe and, Flacco. <laughs> Joe fucking Flacco. And it, yeah, we'll get into that, the quarterback situation around the league in, in half a second here. But no, that, that Jets team, that's, that's an absolute embarrassment. And, and the, these guys, and, and you, you question about, these padded stats that these quarterbacks get. And that's why I, I don't give a whole bunch of credit to uh, a lot of these college uh, scouts, I guess, that, that, uh, that for, for, for the NFL because, well, he put up big numbers, he must be good. Put up big numbers, he must be good. Because more often than not, these quarterbacks fucking fail. Like how many, like we've talked about it like over and over, how Heisman guys never end up being it worth a fuck in the National Football League. You know, and just the one, two quarterbacks, the first two quarterbacks drafted last year. You know, that Bryce Young for Carolina, he's sucking ass. And uh, CJ Stroud for uh, Houston is making a play for the the MVP, let alone rookie of the year. How can they got picked, bang, bang, one after another, and, and Young went first. And, it, and so is it just a situation? Is it the coaching? Is it just uh, the, the player's ability to adapt to the NFL? I don't know what it is, but the difference between those two quarterbacks right now is is very large. There's a huge gap, and they were drafted. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Well, and they were just drafted right back. No one like it was. It was a a coin flip who you picked, and and Carolina decided to go with Young before C.J. Stroud. It might be something of what where they are in their rebuild, right? Like, and I don't like. I'm not going to pretend to follow the the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers by any means, but it might be something where they are in their rebuild by where like maybe maybe the texans been been okay they, they got the, their their offensive line straightened out they got the running back they got the wide receiver they, they've sucked for a long time right so they might have been building up to draft the quarterback that they wanted whereas carolina they were stupid and they they've been shitty and they've just been drafting this guy and that guy let's go get the best wide receiver weekend or the best whatever the best inside linebacker not having matter. a plan yeah but not having a plan and then throw and throw young in there and not have not have a line or anything for to protect them so maybe it's just where they are in in your thing because i i don't think if you go oh and 16 or one and 17 or whatever your fucking record might be the worst thing you could do the worst thing you could do as an nfl general manager owner whatever do whatever it is 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 draft a quarterback because if your team went was that bad you're, you're going to be that bad with a, with a new guy because it's, it's new right and it's 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 hard to, to develop a, it's hard to develop a guy in the national football league but the learning curve is pretty steep and it's hard to uh, like say here you're in now you need a quarterback and and obviously the the more talented ones are going to get drafted higher but you know like if i if 
I don't know who who's going to get the number one draft pick. I wouldn't pick Caleb Williams at fucking gunpoint. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Especially seeing the way these guys, these high, these high kids are are uh, are getting drafted and then flaming out in the NFL. It, it's it's kind of gross. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand, and it, I don't know what is how much of that is coaching, how much of that is system, how much of that is um, actual uh, a player being able to adopt adapt to the professional game. It's there's so many variables involved in in NFL football, so it's hard to blame it on the the player all the time. No, I'm glad you brought Williams up. I, I'm an SC guy, as as you know, and he was he had a, obviously a great season last year, winning the Heisman, they two lost and everything else, and went in the Cotton Bowl, and then now they went seven and five and had a had an absolutely awful year. Like there's no getting around that. And it's not it wasn't all Williams' fault, but you know when you're supposed to be this high level guy that uh, is supposed to Phoenix rising from the ashes and do everything else, and he didn't do it. Like he he really didn't do it. He was he was. He was he had a really good season, not even a, a, a great season or a really great season. We want to put it in comparison. He had a really good season, but they lost four of their last five games, and that's and that's it. And I and it and when when all the 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 hoo ha came out about him, uh, what his his dad interjected saying that maybe he won't come out, and you know he's going to want part ownership of the team, blah blah blah. And like, <laughs> and right from that point on, his season went downhill he wasn't terrible don't get me wrong he wasn't terrible but i would i wouldn't draft that kid for nothing i would not if his dad's gonna be beacon off like that and then and he's kind of shown with his play he's he's good and he has tools but he's losing as many close games as as getting blown out like and and i don't know if it's i haven't watched a full sc game all year i'll be honest I but have I, my. I, it hurts. It hurts to watch. I watch it. How, how come he's not winning close games? I don't Cause know. Because they, their defense is really bad. Like, well, really they control bad. the ball and don't give him any time no, left they, on the clock. They, right? they, and like, then and the running game, they ran for one yard. Uh, they had one running, one rushing yard in the uh, third quarter at one point yesterday. Total. Total. Yeah, me. I don't know what Lincoln well, Riley has sure. going on next year for the for your Trojans, but well, he's, uh, he, I, I I think he, he might have a year to year contract. I don't know what his contract deal says, but boy, oh boy, those uh, I bet those boosters are probably beating down his door because he got he got a handsome uh, amount of cash and a, a house and a lot of da 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 and a plane so, and and, pr- and use to the plane. Oh yeah, like all so. It, uh, so. I, I imagine he better like uh, the boosters are probably like. How come that plane's parked? Come not go get your fucking ass on the road and get recruited. Go find some players. Go find some. Find some because, like, yeah, like if we gave you this shit, we're going to take it away. And we're not giving you any Jumbo Fisher golden parachute here and there, Lincoln. Dave, it's uh, it's Thanksgiving week uh, down there in the uh, to our neighbors to the south, and it's always a great football day on Thursday coming up with the NFL and the, the rivalry games that are happening on, on Saturday, and it's going to be great. We'll talk. We're doing NFL. We'll talk about some of the college games maybe on Thursday night. But uh, the the Detroit Lions been playing on Thanksgiving Day forever, like as long as I can remember. Before I was born, they're probably doing it, and but this year they are eight and two, and they're. They're winning games, maybe in spite of themselves a little bit, but they haven't been eight and two since JFK was in fucking office, and that's a true story. So the they're and they're playing the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Is that actually the classic matchup? Because 
for for the like are, do the Lions actually have a bit of a like should Lions fans feel some excitement going into this game? Um. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, have a have a time. Have a good, right, good rivalry with the with the Packers been forever and ever. You bet. And oh, absolutely owning the NFC North there. Like they're 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 stomping. They 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 want a close one against Chicago, probably closer than it should have been. But that's what happens against when you're playing against teams in your own division. Those are the ones that uh, you're going to see everybody's best shot. And now one with the Packers. I would assume the Packers have a bit of a sour taste in their mouth. Um, for Detroit knocking them out of the playoffs last year. And, uh, you know, I, I still don't – they're 8-2. and two. They're 8-2, and two, but I don't think Detroit's a serious threat to to win the Super Bowl. I really don't. I watch those guys play. Their defense kind of sucks. And, and, um, and they play well enough to win, but once again, they're winning the games that, uh, that are in front of them, and, and they're 8-2, and two, and you can't take that away from them. No, I, I agree 100%. The uh, the one guy that uh, this weekend, we uh, you look at uh, Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants, and Tommy DeVito makes forty four grand a game. Like, his contract's not big. He's living at home still out there in New York with the or New Jersey, actually, with the Giants, and they, they pulled off a win. And that's where I want to get into, into this with you a little bit. You got quarterbacks who are living at home with their parents. You got quarterbacks by the name of, uh, what, what I got it written down here? Uh, Tim Boyle starting for the Jets. Tanner Boyle was the uh, the kid on uh, the, the bad news bears, the bad mouth kid from the bears. You got quarterbacks who should not be in the league. Like, and it's, it's league wide. You got about eight or nine guys who are household names. And then a bunch of, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Is there a lack of quarterbacks across the National Football League? Yes. Yes, and the reason being is because there's no development of quarterbacks anymore in the league. They draft these kids, and they want to make them start, and either you flame out or draft another guy, or and that's what we do. That's what you do. You don't have, um, like Denver, they had Gary Kubiak. He was a backup forever. You don't have, fuck, uh, Matt Castle with uh, and um, Gorgeous Jim with Tamp with uh, with New England. You just don't have. They throw these guys in right now. Yep, and then and then you can't develop. And while well, that guy still sucks, that guy still sucks. Well, because you threw him to the wolves, you didn't coach him up, and you just threw him off to the side. And and who wants to do anything anymore? Um, like Teddy Bridgewater. Well, he's never a starter. Yeah, I know he's not a starter. That's why they call him a fucking backup, a serviceable backup. That's and you got fucking morons like Jameis Winston who think they're all that and just go out there and hurt their team with interceptions. Like he could be a, a serviceable backup, but he he wants to play hero ball every single time. And he he just like that guy has to have the thickest fucking head ever because he just doesn't stop throwing picks was it this off season when cam newton was doing uh some twitter or tiktok thing and he and he said i ain't, ain't playing ain't, yeah it ain't no there's no way 32 guys are better than me there's no way he's probably right he's probably right so why is he oh, in yeah. the league is, is it just like his ego because he big. also says he's Want, not paying. too much money he's not gonna play for a million bucks whatever it might be like, right you know what if he's got money in the bank i i get it i 100 percent get it but you know what? Yeah, 
your legacy when you're in like a, 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 an athlete isn't how many zeros when you're in your bank account go out and win some games and do this and do that can i and i think that's what get, gets lost with quarterbacks a lot is they, they get these big paydays they don't care i honestly think they don't care they want the payday they, they know they're not going to win and i i believe i believe that wholeheartedly because there's so many so many bad quarterbacks and we'll get to fuck that team in half a second there are a lot of bad quarterbacks in national football league Oh Jesus Christ! There's a lot of bad quarterbacks, and and you know once you start going into the backups, right? It, uh, Cleveland, the uh, the Giants, the fucking Jets, the uh, come on, Dave, the the Bears. They've all had to take the the Cardinals. They've all had to play significant stretches with. I read today one. that it was the Jets or the uh, or it's the Jets. Matt Barkley, who played at USC in 2010, as as a freshman against Ohio State. I remember I remember the game vividly, the opening night of the season. Barkley was going to be the next guy, and he came back for a senior year, and on and on it went. I didn't know that Matt Barkley. So he would have been out of college in 2014. Matt Barkley is still in the league somehow as a backup quarterback. How is that possible? Like how? Because he uh, because he's he takes good notes. I don't know. A good guy in the locker room. Like I don't know. Like Colt I haven't had McCoy. a snap in three years. Colt McCoy. You know, like he he got a start again last year. It's like Jesus. I thought that guy was retired for six. I thought Colt years. McCoy was twenty eight when he graduated <laughs> college. He was in Texas for so long. Like, he was yeah. in Texas forever. Like, how is Colt McCoy not in retirement home? Yeah, what's next? Like Major Applewhite and Tim Crouch? Like, holy Jesus. fuck! It's unbelievable. It's it's absolutely absolutely crazy. The lack of quality quarterbacks after the after about fifteen guys. Because we're not even talking sixty four. We're talking fifteen guys, and then that's it. Oh yeah, because there's some starters like Daniel Jones before he got hurt with awesome. the Giants. He was making forty five million bucks a year. Yep, and well, and then the, the midget in Arizona, he got it. He actually kind of played decent, but he'll fuck up again. And I don't, I, I don't know what it, what part of his contract is uh, is guaranteed, but you know, Arizona and Arizona and Chicago are in in line for the first overall pick. And if one of those franchises picks Caleb Williams, I am just gonna laugh and point and say, Do it all over again. fucking yeah. right." Can't I, you I, learn? I like I know injuries, but I I I don't care that much. Like I, I'm a FC guy, and I, I want them to win. But I, if I was Williams, I go back to college for a year and and get a little more mature. I know injuries coming to come to affect you. You want to you want to get as many earning years as you can. But if I was him, I go back to college and mature a little bit. That's my well, that, that, that's what I would do. Well, he says he can make more more uh, NIL money than he can in the league, and and there is the salary cap once he gets drafted to the NFL. But then also, is his stock going to diminish more? Like, because he definitely if, didn't... if he has a bad year, it probably could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then and then and then you might as well go into the NFL and at least get that clock running because it's all about your second deal, and you can't get to your second deal until you play two years of your first deal. And and I would I would go to the it would depend. Like you, I, I don't think he would go first overall. But Arizona has proved that they they can't get out of their own way. They're idiots running that franchise. They're idiots running the Chicago Bears franchise. 
I don't know who might fly. Maybe the Jets. I read today that the Chicago's not taking him. They're they're invested in Fields. Well, they got to do something there. They got to change up coaching or whatever because you know Fields does show glimpses of of promise. But you know that what that was week two or three when I was on the boys' weekend and I watched him play uh, with a buddy who. Uh, is a Bears fan, and we were laughing out loud at how bad he was. So, I don't know. Maybe that was just a game, <laughs> but I, like I trust him about as far as I can kick him too. De- Deanne's brother's coming here on uh, Sunday. They're going to that fucking Boney M concert. I uh, I got out of I, I got out of that. Maybe very proud of me how I uh, how I got out of that. Uh, he'll be loved when we talk off air on that one. But you wonder why, like if. Actually, let's get on this right before we get to the frauds and fuck this team. But, like, back in the day, you, you had to like, – like, this is a long time ago. Um, Doug Flutie went down at the CFL. He didn't get a contract. And what NFL – USFL. And, like, this is a long time ago. And you wonder why maybe the NFL, some teams would – I don't because I don't know what the agreements are. But – Let's teach these kids how to be professionals a little bit. Not not to, like the, the, not the superstars, but the backup guys. And because you had Jeff Garcia coming out of Calgary, and you had you had uh, Doug Flutie coming out out of um, out of Calgary and Toronto, and where he played everywhere and went everywhere he went. You wonder why that they wouldn't have some backup guys and have an agreement somewhere that you because and there, there very well might be but why the cfl and the nfl can't come up with an agreement to develop these quarterbacks a little bit because the feels different and everything else like but but it's it's just different like you're dealing like when you're when you're a man you have man strength when you're a, a, a teenager in college you have teenager strength and it, and this cfl is it's, just, it's a different league we talked about it off there one because i i don't think it's a bad idea to maybe develop like the the second tier of guys a little bit, or maybe the third tier of guys and become, become second tier guys in the Canadian football league. Um, I'm wondering if uh, the youth USFL and like there's a USFL and the XFL, and apparently they're merging and doing this. Why can't they do it like any, every other sport and have a developmental league, right? Every sport, except for every NFL. And then how are you supposed to develop young talent? Like, so in the, in this, in the NFL, if you're, if you're not ready for the league at 22, when you graduate school, like, okay, see ya, have fun at the factory or wherever the fuck. I like, I, they're not yeah. necessarily. So, no, you're right. You're right. And, and then like, so, turns or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where's that, where's that player going to be in three years? Whereas in baseball and, and in, in hockey, particularly that person's drawing a paycheck not not making a great living, but you know, playing 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 a sport for a paycheck and for two better. three years and getting better, and and the team has more time to look at him. What kind of player is he off the ice? What kind of player is he with his teammates? Does he like to learn? Is he willing to pay the price? Those are the intangibles that's going to get a kid a look in the in the league. And then if you stick, you stick. But at least gives you a chance, and it gives you something as opposed to fucking having. The problem with the NFL is right now with quarterbacks, right? They always seem to find linemen and DBs. How come you can't find a quarterback, which is the single most fucking important position in the league? I watch a lot of college football throughout the years, and I couldn't tell you, I could not tell you where Tommy DeVito played college football. I have no idea. He's a household name right now because how bad the Giants are, right? 
Well, and he beat the he beat the Commodores on the weekend too. So that. Oh helps. yeah, I mean, Jesus, that's from getting at. Like they, they, these guys have no. The, 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 I think the NFL bungles their quarterback situation more than any other league. Like, if a guy, if a, if a, if a goaltender gets drafted in the first round, which, okay, actually, here it is. I just thought of this. Rarely, 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 rarely do goalies go in the first round of the National Hockey League draft. Rarely. Carey Price, you had, uh, and I'm, I'm not just talking first overall, I'm talking first round. You had Carey Price, you had, uh, uh, the flower there, Mark Andre Fleury, and then a few other guys here and there. But rarely does the most important position in hockey, because it is. I, I, I'm a goalie hugger, obviously, but rarely does a fucking goaltender go in the first round in the National Hockey League draft. Every time there is a flavor of the week in the in the NFL, it's the quarterback who goes in, in not not just first round, first overall, and and they're never ready. Not, I shouldn't say never, but nine times out of ten, they aren't ready. Yeah, you know, Joe Burrow was ready. That's the last number one, right? You got first rounders that were like, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence uh, is kind of Trevor, ready. He got oh yeah, of, Trevor he's, Lawrence. He's, yeah, he but he got fucked over with yeah with Herb, with Herb. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, uh, C.J. Stroud, who was not the first, um, he's ready. Bryce Young. Not well, they, really. won, they, they won in spite of him yesterday. He threw three interceptions. Young did. So let's not let's not give him the MVP. Well, he's yet. still over through. He still threw three hundred and fifty uh, yards and and won. Right. So that's that, at the end of the day, what what matters the most. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. You would think with all the money at stake, they would they would have something a little bit more tangible because you know in the NHL. Like you said, you're not drafting goalies with your top five picks ever, um, and and they they hit more than miss as opposed yeah. like well unless you're the Oilers and then you're fifty fifty. They lost again tonight. The Oilers did. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about them later on. Dave, let's get to uh, the weekly uh, segment that we uh, came up with before we. Um, the last week of the preseason and, uh, and then into carried on throughout the season here. Uh, let's go to fuck that team. Who do you got? Well, the fuck this team. And it's, I got to get more AFC teams on this list. And you know what? I have been waiting to put this fucking team on the fuck that team list. You know, Jim, <laughs> you guys have fucking worked your luck all friggin' year, and then you come up against the shit stains with Thompson Robinson. I don't know who the fuck, speaking of quarterbacks I've never heard until Sunday, you let those asshats beat you guys. It's unforgivable. Like, you know, like either cut bait with Kenny Pickett or cut bait with Canada. And if it's a Canada, if it's a problem you got with Canada, you got a problem with Tomlin because Mike Tomlin, who I've given a ton of props to over the years, he seems to think Canada knows what he's doing. So Pittsburgh, thank Christ your luck has run out. Fuck you, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's funny because every week, it seems like without fail, we can go back on and review uh, review the tape. We'll get to the intern look into this for us. But uh, it's funny. When we, like last week, we were, we were saying, you know, Pittsburgh finds a way. You know what? Maybe they're not as bad as we think. And then two weeks ago, it was whatever team. The team was that, it was whatever. It's just every week that when someone gets the, uh, 
the 14, 20. The, uh, the commanders, the they're not a bad team. Yeah. yeah every, every time they get someone gets the 14, 20 seal of approval, they fucking blow it. They're like the week after, like the <laughs> week, every fucking time. It's crazy to, to say that. Uh, 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 Pickett and, and the, uh, he's just not very good. He's like, not if, good. If they would have had any kind of, uh, yes, it could be Canada and yes, it could be the system. Yes, it could be Tomlin, on and on it goes. But, if you if you have like not every play, you can't blame the the coordinator on everything. You you can't whether it be offensive, defensive, whatever. Because sometimes uh, quarterbacks have to freewheel it, and Pickett can't freewheel free, free, freewheel it. He's just yeah, not that he, good. And he, he he's missing open looks. He's not he's not as accurate as he should be. And I don't know. I don't know if he's that much better than Mitch Trubisky. I really don't at this point. And I watched a, a half of that game, and it was like this guy, fuck. Well, I, 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 so now, but but now, like, and that's a funny thing about about football. It's so fucked. It's so fucked up. These guys get so entrenched into into what they believe is right, and then when they're wrong, they get even more entrenched. They, well, we can't put Trubisky in because we, we stuck with him through 10 games now, and he, he won six and a lot, so we got to stick with him. We, we can't change now because if, if we change, if we change now, and then this guy goes fucking 8-0 to finish or 7-0 to finish the season, oh, fuck, then there goes my job. Like, it's so messed up. It, the, the NFL is so messed up in, the, in that way. I can't be wrong I because I'm the smartest guy in the room. And every oh, NFL yeah. coach thinks that I can't be. I'm not wrong, but they 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 won't accept when they're wrong. Oh, how I, it's not weird because it happens all the time, right? Every time, every time that the, the they have to prove that their draft pick is right because they don't want to seem like an idiot. Yeah, you know, and and then watching their guy go out there and fail and fail like. So if I put heck? some guy in, if I put some guy in a quarterback or some guy to receiver who makes eight hundred fifty grand, who who excels, and then I got this guy that I'm paying eight eighty five million bucks over the next three years to, and he stinks. When I could have paid this guy Loblaws money, then, then I, oh geez, how do I explain this to the boss? Yeah, like we're paying this much, like so it's it's Pittsburgh's going to have a choice to make with it when it comes to. Um, uh, Kenny Pickens, the, the 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 Bears. You say they they're gonna stick with Fields. Well, good. Like you know, he's he's had a couple years now. What's Green Bay gonna do with Love? Like they kind of didn't look that awesome on the weekend either. Even though they beat the the shitty Chargers, is that who they beat? God, the, oh yeah, I, the Chargers fans are the West Coast shits team. They just can't. With they're terrible, just, they're, they're awful, terrible. and their coach, what's it, Brandon Deuce Daly, something Staley, like that? Brandon, Brandon Staley, yeah, Brandon Staley, and he he's he made his bones as a defensive coordinator, wouldn't know it, would not know it. Like, no Herbert way. has to be furious, well, and, and he's put that. up some great numbers, but the, the, there it is, there it is once again, overpaying a quarterback. But but just a but you have to. Like, yeah 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 and then if or you had you? decent D like I don't like I don't know the answer there I don't know because I I watched a little bit of that game too and there's like Keenan Allen who's usually pretty straight uh uh pretty sure-handed he was he was in the end zone and it hit him literally in the numbers went through his hands bounced off his chest. 
you know, shit like that, and you lose by three. Like that's not what we're paying you to do either here, Keenan Allen. Dave, let's uh, let's wrap our NFL Week 11 uh, review up a little bit. And who is your AFC? Who's your NFC? Who is your Super Bowl champion? Um, the AFC Baltimore got back on track <clears throat> last Thursday. I really like the cut of their jib right now. Um, so I'm going to say Baltimore is going to be playing San Fran because um, – I'm going to say Baltimore is going to be playing San Fran. I, I think the Eagles are a decent team, uh, even though they're losing to an AFC team tonight. Um, and the NFC, I still believe they're a joke. The, the Detroit is not a good team. They're a, they're a good team with a really good record. Who wins? It's AFC. Whoever the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl again. So it's Baltimore right now. And when Baltimore gets to the big game, they win them, pricks. I like Baltimore. I agree with you on that one. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to go a little bit off the – and I don't know why. I have no idea why. And I, I was watching the, the game yesterday, and, the, yes, they, they beat up on a, on a, on a lesser-known team. But for some unknown reason in my head, I was watching that game, and I think that the Dallas Cowboys – the Dallas Cowboys – are going to win the NFC, and I can't, I can't, I can't explain why. Eventually, a blind squirrel finds a nut. Do you know what? Do you know what the blind squirrel is doing? Did you hear that uh, uh, Jerry Jones had uh, brought uh, talk to Jimmy Johnson? They're going to put Jimmy Johnson's name in the uh, the Ring of Honor. They're there it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a little bit of karma. Maybe it's a little, it's a little bit of Yogi Berra, George Steinbrenner karma. Back in 19, 1996 with with uh, with David Cohn's perfect game, so it might be the exact same thing. I I for some reason I think that the that the the, the Dallas Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. Will they win it? I don't think so because I just don't trust Dak that much. But that like what you just said and the karma. I I think the Cowboys are good enough because the, I think no one's great in the NFC. I just think they have a chance. I, re- I really do. I, and, I, don't, and, I, I don't know and what I it is. I believe it. You know, Dallas is putting together a decent season, too, and they're able to score if their defense their their defense is um, is based on uh, turning the ball over. And if they can get a couple turnovers, they can beat anybody. Um, I would hate to see it. I would absolutely hate to fucking see that. I couldn't imagine what Super Bowl week they're oh, like. Just they're, the- just there's around Lethbridge. Right, there's yeah. cowboy fans in the weeds everywhere, and they're gonna come out like a dandelion in the spring if they ever make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, '96 when David Cohn threw his perfect game for the Yankees against the Montreal Expos. That was Yogi Berra day, and that was the first time he was back in the stadium because he, him, and Steinbrenner had a battle. That that, that season, the Yankees won won their first World Series in twenty whatever years. So maybe, maybe this this is the exact same thing with Jimmy Johnson and uh, Jerry Jones. Who knows? So Jimmy uh, crafted that team, right? Like he was um, integral of putting that roster together. Um, they won three Super Bowls. Jimmy won two, and Switzer won one because that team was so good. Um, but Jerry Johnson or Jimmy Johnson himself was seven and one in the playoffs as a head coach. Pretty good. Pretty good. 
He's pretty good. He's uh he's had a, a much uh, more uh, uh, longer career as a uh, broadcaster. He's probably made a lot more money too as a broadcaster compared to what the coaches' paychecks were back in the early nineties. There's no getting around that. Oh yeah, and a lot better uh, social life too. I gotta guess. And the perfect head of hair you know, all the time, old uh, old Jimmy Johnson. Anyways, the fourteen twenty Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, this segment is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today and save so twenty bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, there was a uh, situation that happened in the in the uh, off season there for National Hockey League, where Willie Nylander is uh, William Nylander, if you want to call him that. He uh, his, his contract is up with the lease. I think he signed a four or five year deal. I can't remember what it was, but it was about eight and a half, seven and a half million bucks. It was for a good chunk of change. But uh, his contract's up this year, and he bet on himself last time, and he said, "You're signing me." for this and i'm not taking a dollar less you're not getting a hometown discount and he basically said that again this off season that he didn't uh, get the ex- an extension and uh before the season started nylander said if anything comes out that we are that, that uh, negotiations are this or our dollar values come out or years or whatever term is coming uh, i'm leaving and and he has he bet on himself again, and he has had a 17 game point streak so far, 27 points I think he has so far. He's been the Leafs' best best player uh, thus far throughout in, in this. Uh, I mean, you're 17 games in. It's American Thanksgiving on Thursday, so it's a this is who you are. This is what your team is. Um, do you think Nylander saying that and saying, "Listen, don't say fuck all, or I will fuck off." Do you think that's a smart move? Or do you like that? I don't I don't have a problem with it at all. It's 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 putting trust in the organization. Like if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this as uh as parties behind closed doors. There's no reason to bring the press into it. I'm not gonna say squat, my agent's not gonna say squat. So if you say squat, I know I can't trust you and I'll and I'll fucking beat it. And I and I gotta guess he has a no trade, no move clause. And unless he wants to waive that, he has the team right by the fucking nuts. And I think it's a, a good a good thing to say. I think it's a good a good thing to to do and say, listen, because I'm the player and I'm in control. Because at the end of the day, I'm a I'm a top tier. Like I don't want to say top ten player in the league, but he's a top tier player in the league. And someone's going to pay him, and the Leafs want him to be around. Uh, and 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 that's just what like there's money to involve. We won't get into the the uh, the nuts and bolts of it, but. There's a lot of teams that would want a, a player to William Nylander's status. And for him to say that, like, if you say a word, I'm leaving. It's, it's that simple because it won't do anybody any good for anyone to, to leak anything out. Because at the end of the day, all these, every, every player, whether you're a, a lower run guy or a higher run guy, they all make more than the average fan. Like they, they do. It's just the way it is. So you're never going to win the court of public opinion by by any means 
by leaking anything. And I, I like the way that Nylander said, listen, here's how we're doing things. I'm the boss here and you're not. And usually I, I'm, I'm the owner hugger. But on, on this time, the way he, he stated that, I'm kind of the player hugger on, in this situation. It's the players right after X number of uh, years of service. Uh, they signed a contract, and he's obviously fulfilling his contract. The simple fact he's putting up monster numbers right now, <laughs> go figure, free agent year, and the yeah. team is inter- and the team is interested in re-signing him, which means y- you you were happy with me at this price. So what's what price are you going to be happy with me next? Player like Nylander, too is just in a fucking rosy situation too because he's playing with so many superstars right he ain't putting up the kind of numbers he is right now if he has to go to columbus if he has to go to minnesota if he has to go to to arizona he ain't putting up numbers like this so he's in a perfect situation playing with high elite offensive talent which allows him to put up monster numbers um and um, a market where everybody knows his name he he's he's in the catbird seat. If I was uh, the Leafs right now, I would say um, if if there hasn't been any progress in Christmas, he goes, "Give us your ten teams." Yeah, because uh, all of a sudden you, you, the, the, the the cap's going up a little bit next year. I'm glad you brought up the uh, Columbus situation there. That is an absolute disaster once again. And that, if if you ever want to look up mediocre or or less than mediocre, in in do they even have dictionaries anymore? But you'll see the uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. That team is an absolute disgrace if you think about it. Like they let's go back to September when they hired uh, or back was July when they originally hired Mike Babcock. He didn't make the training camp, and then they have a situation there where uh, on I think it was on. Friday or Thursday, Johnny Goudreau, who they signed for a million bucks, he got benched. And then last night in, in Philadelphia, Patrick Lyon, he got to actually told to sit in the press box, if your services are not required here at this event, and went and eat, ate popcorn and hot dogs up in the press box at, at eight and a half million bucks. That and they is, just signed Lyon in, uh, in the yeah. offseason. That's a brand new deal he has. Brand new deal at eight, eight and a half at eight. That's a fucking wreck. Like that's uh, a wreck. How does that Yarmo Kekalainen have a fucking job? That's unbelievable. Right? He, got, he got that job and and then went scorched earth. I think he got the job the year. I think he treated uh, Steve Nash, not Steve Nash, who was uh, Rick Nash. Rick. Nash. I think Steve, that. I think Steve Nash is a really good Canadian basketball player. All of yes. Canadian basketball player. Nash is so like Nash is just you, they were the same fun. height. Like if you think about like Rick Nash and Steve Nash, you think that one would be higher than like taller than the other, but they're 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 the same height. Because because Rick because Rick Nash play, or Steve Nash played played with such tall guys, right? And Rick, Rick Nash is tall for a hockey player. Steve Nash is short, short for, for a basketball player. player. Yes, yeah, one of those yeah. things. Um, but nonetheless, and then like the, he hired the Tortorelli thing, and then what was it? Uh, they got Line out of Winnipeg for Dubois. Du Bois, something like that. Dubois. And 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 then the the fucking Tortorella gets canned in the Babcock disaster and whatever they got going here now. And so now this coach, he's just kind of like Calgary having to put up with the Uber Dole Cadre mess. First year coach got putting eight million dollars, ten million dollars up in the press box. 
that's the only thing. Like, how do you else to get a message, right? You're making more money in, in two weeks than I am all your fucking year. But you know what? If I don't say you get the ice, you don't get the ice. I liked I liked that move. I, I like that move a lot. You know what? Like, uh, I, we lost. But we'll lose without you. I like that move. Put, put, go, go sit up there. Fuck it. I don't care. But the problem is, is how long can he do that before management and ownership comes down? Because shit flows downhill and when that team fucking loses by a goal by one goal and i, I don't know what their their record of one goal games is who cares but when when you don't when you're losing by one goal a night let's say and you have uh you have johnny goodor eight and a half million bucks on the bench you have uh, patrick line eight and a half million bucks in the press box the owner's got to be thinking like okay man like we, we the fuck hockey am games. i signing checks here for like, like what's going on jesus here? Yeah, what is going on? So, here? so like, who yeah. has the who has the poll here? Like, it's it's fucked up. And I, I and this is why I'll, I'll, I'll revert back to being a, a an owner hugger. Like these, some of these guys, man, they get a check and that they just fucking they blink, they fuck. I'm good. I'm good. You know, especially making big money in in a market that's not a traditional hockey market that doesn't have the deep uh, seated fan fanaticism right you know those guys they can still walk the streets of columbus and no one's even going to know who they are maybe that's why they pick columbus to sign the big fat deals because i can just make my money fucking nobody who knows who i am and nobody cares because they don't expect to win and i just i'm just showing up cash and checks that's what bugs me a lot about uh these expansion teams and like i i it should it's not it's never going to happen because there's money involved and everything else but when you had this is going back a long time now because like back in 92 93 when that expansion happened bringing back or not bringing back yeah actually bringing back the ottawa senators and then bringing in the tampa bay uh tampa bay lightning when it was 21 teams it's been it's 1992 since there was 21 teams every player i shouldn't say every player but there, there, there seemed to be more of a hunger back then to play in the league because there was the money got silent. There was the, the owners were making much. with Eagleson was involved and everything else. But and then when when uh, the uh, salaries got released, what everyone was making, that's what changed the game of hockey a lot. Because that that's what that, that's what brought free agency and contracts. Okay, well this guy's making this. I'm better than him. And I think it was Donald. Was it Donald Fear that he was? He, that- he was basically baseball guy, and then yeah, and but he, that's who ran. That's who ran the last strike. Yeah, and and then he he was MLB, and then he became the guy. I think in '94, for mm-hmm. the NHLPA, he said, "Here's what you guys need to do: this full disclosure of what everyone's making, and then and then you everybody's salary is going to go up, up, up because you know you're better than that guy. So if we disclose that, your your contracts go higher and higher and higher, and it worked." And, and and I think that was the, the day that I don't want to say the day that hockey died. We've seen a lot of great series over the years, a, great, a lot of great hockey players, but that was kind of the day that hockey kind of went, oh, fuck, here we go. It's, I don't, I don't know what to exactly say about that. Um, I, I'll never have a problem with the, with the players getting their fair share of the pie. Um, there is a problem though. Well, it's and then it's shifted, and then now with all this money and the hard salary cap, it's shifted from rewarding guys for careers 
into into paying guys what they're gonna do for us. Like the 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 average age, I would imagine the average age of the 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 NHL player has probably dropped from thirty two to twenty eight. If you're you don't see thirty two year old guys signing big deals anymore. anymore. No. Right, unless you're a superstar, those guys are out of the league because why wouldn't you sign someone that's just as good, maybe a little hungrier for league minimum for the next three years? And that's kind of where what it what it's gotten to, which isn't necessarily good for the game either. I don't know where where the answer lies in there because you know I like those grizzled veterans, and then I'm we're back in the day they they got the guys like fuck, pick a player. Um, Jerome McGinley was making whatever four million dollars a year when he was really probably a million and a half player for the the Avalanche back when he was ready to call her a career. And you wonder if the the, the mid range player, the lower level players, actually the ones who get get hurt a little bit more with international hockey because they, they, you have to you have to pay your stars. You don't have to, but you have to pay your stars ten million bucks. And when you only have eighty five million bucks to to work with. Well, then, then what are you going to do, right? So all of a sudden, one-eighth. One-eighth had gone, and all of a sudden, you put $7 million to that guy. All of a sudden, 17% of our payroll is gone. And, and it's, it's, it's crazy. So did, <clears throat> did the NHL do themselves any favors by having these high-end guys? Not the NHL, but the, did, did, did the PA do themselves any favors by paying these high, making sure the high-end guys get paid? And then now there's they're, they're zero mid-level guys. There's zero, like right. You don't. It's, it's here and here and that's it. Yeah, you see me like uh, the the players either make four million or less, or they're making eight plus. Yeah. Right, the, those those six million dollar players. You know, and, and you know, if I was the one controlling a per, the purse strings uh, for a franchise, like fuck you, I don't, I ain't signing eight year deals. I am not signing eight year deals. I'm not giving you ten not million dollars. No, I'll you know what? I'll pay you I'll pay you six mil for four. Well, I think I'm worth eight. I'll pay you eight million for three. You know, if you want this money, then bid on yourself. But I'm not tying my fucking my my paycheck to your ass. I because I, I, I see too I, many. I would, I, would, I would never sign a guy past four years. Never. Because because then because you know what? Because because hockey players are stupid. Athletes are stupid. They'll meet a girl. They'll win a few games. They'll they'll want to stay there. They're They'll stay. Like, call them out on their shit. They'll stay. Every, they'll, they'll fucking, especially like baseball players are different because it's, it's, it's absurd. It's, and basketball is different. But hockey players, <coughs> they'll stay every time. Every time. You got to think. Well, I will say you don't, you, you, you don't have to think. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But, you know, I would, it's just too risky and you're, and you're fucking your franchise over too long. It's just too much a risk, right? You know, this uh, Chucky in Florida, like, sure, it worked out year one, but what's to say what that guy's going to be like in five years? If Florida we, we falls get, off a cliff. We started with Nylander and then we'll get back. And then we went to the Columbus thing and Johnny Goudreau. I would put money on it. And I'm not a Goudreau apologist by any means. Good, good player. My mom's a, a Flames fan and everything else. And, I would put money on it that Johnny Goudreau, if he could turn back time, do the share thing, he'd go back to Calgary in a second. In a second, because it has not worked out for him in Columbus at all, and nobody cares who he is. But isn't that what he wanted? I don't know. 
I think I that's know. what he wanted. And 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 I don't I don't know either, but I think that's I think that's what he wanted. No, he uh, wanted it, to either play in Philly or Jersey or the Rangers. Close to home, but they're like, we don't have but, any. No, Jersey offered him more money than Columbus did. No. Columbus hired Calgary offered him the most. By and it wasn't close. Then it was it was it was uh Jersey, then no no Columbus, then Jersey. Those teams didn't want him. He like that's one of the things he bettered himself. And they're like, no, we're good. And it <laughs> turns out, you know what? They were every team was right. Calgary yeah. uh, Calgary offered him the most, and it wasn't close. Like it was, I think it was a two and a half million bucks more per year that he's getting now. Was it that much? Well, yeah, it, it was. Getting, it is, yeah. He's, getting, he's getting eight. No, it was two, it was two million because he, he's getting eight. He's getting eight and a half now, and the Flames offered him ten and a half. <laughs> Oops. Well, you know, I, I I think I would rather have Johnny Hockey than the Uberdo character right now. He scored tonight. He's on a hot streak. So two goals last three games. Two goals last now. three games. Yeah, now he's up to three goals. Yeah, it's one of those things. Anyway, Steve, we'll uh, get the hockey thing. Let's get to uh, what uh, North America's favorite game show. Who is better? Ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I am ready. Uh, Dave, who is better? Uh, this is actually quite shocking here for me. Daryl, did you hear that Daryl Hall and John Oates, are, uh, there's a lawsuit. Hall is suing Oates. I did not hear that. I, I, I don't know what the ins and outs are. I was like, Jesus. Hall and Oates, I thought they would just kind of just get along no matter what Hall and Oates sing and privatize forever and ever. But yeah, Hall's, uh, Hall is suing Oates. But uh, who is better, Daryl Hall or Daryl Strawberry? Oh, Daryl Strawberry, fucking sweet swing motherfucker like that. All the natural talent, natural, natural, natural talent in the world. Too bad he let his uh, demons get the get the best of him. I'm a big Holland Oates fan. Uh, Daryl Hall, yeah, uh, Daryl Hall. One of the first shows I ever seen here in, in when I was a eight, like '83 privatized world. The, Tour at, at the sports box back in '83. One of the first concerts I ever saw in my life was the uh, Hall and Oates Privatized World Tour. I had a T-shirt. Wow! Yeah, that's, that's even before Man Eater. Oh yeah, that's a long, long time ago. Privatized. They're watching long you. Long time ago. No, I would have loved to have seen Hall and Oates back in the day. And Daryl Hall, Daryl Hall actually had a bit of a solo career for a bit. It wasn't that good, but Hall. I didn't Oates, mind it. I, I play. I play that solo so- song here and there. Yeah. Uh, number one selling duo of all time. Um, no one has made more money as a twosome than Daryl Hall and John Oates. Out of Touch is one of my favorite songs. When I hear Out you of know, Touch, I turn it up. Uh, I love that know, song. You Make My Dreams Come True is a great song. Uh, it's just, they're just fucking good. But you still they're take Strawberry. Good. I still take Daryl Strawberry because I love watching that guy play baseball. Uh, let's I, get to another, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Why is this like I can always hear a catchy tune? I can't see a, a 
a, a natural that swing like it, it it looked so the long. way he moved and the way he uh, ran the way Strawberry he was good yeah. he, he was a thing of beauty it was a joy to watch that guy play baseball for such a short period of time think about it. like he because his like you said his demons got the best of most through his early mets career and then he went to dodgers and sucked and then he had a little cup of coffee there with the yankees and won a world series in 96 there and uh, a couple home runs here and there but yeah he was uh he left know, he, so much on the table uh, a little bit, a little bit uh, less than what Dwight Gooden did, but yeah, one of those. We'll talk for him <laughs> another day. Uh, Dave, who is better, uh, NFL former NFL quarterback, Texas Longhorn legend Vince Young, or Motley Crue lead singer Vince Neil? <laughs> well, both of them have been to the top of the mountain. I have never seen Vince uh, Young play football. Um, you know, his career was the best thing he ever did was beat Matt Leinard in that uh, Rose Bowl, one of the most entertaining national champions. Well, the best one we've ever seen in my life, yeah. It, it was so fun to watch. Um, and uh, he made a splash that first year in the NFL, and then and then he just – didn't think he had a fucking practice. I think he's the guy where uh, they gave him a, a playbook or something like that to study over the weekend, and they put a hundred dollar bill in the middle, and then like they wanted all the play like every, a lot of the players like handed the hundred dollar bill, and he's like, "Oh, did you find anything different in that book?" No, I got it down. Thanks. Cover to cover, coach. And they looked, and that hundred dollar bill was between the pages. So Vince Young, I think, is a piece of shit. Um, Vince Neal, I also think, is a piece of shit. Um, oh, yeah. He, he's ODD. I think he's he's on his fourth, fifth transfusion of blood. Um, There's a lot a going on there. shit ton of ass in the, in the 80s. So in late 80s, 90s, like I can only imagine the stories um, that he could tell if he could remember half of them. I did see Motley Crue. It was before Jasper was born, so it was about 15 years ago. And that fat piece of shit could even get up off the fucking speakers. It was, I seen when the crew, they were, I seen the crew twice, and it was, it was. I was embarrassed for him. Like I, I it was a good time. Like it, it doesn't matter where you are, who you're with. One of those things, right? Yeah, and his uh, his voice was good, not yeah, he great, the notes but his physique and he couldn't care. And like shout at the devil, he sat on his fat fucking ass on the speaker. And and just same thing I saw. Head. Yeah, 100. percent like just pretends you care instead of cashing a paycheck. So, but then Vince Young also he didn't didn't he take out a fucking line of credit to throw a thirty thousand dollar birthday party for himself? Jesus, who is better? Who is worse? Goodness, I am going to give this one. I'm going to call it a draw. I cannot pick one person that I like better out of those two guys. I'm 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 anti Vince Young for for, for <laughs> reasons you kind of stated there because I'm a USC guy and that that football game was amazing like we stated. So I was I didn't follow Vince Young's career um, throughout his his short Jordan NFL career, but the the Motley Crue thing, man. Um, I'm a sunset a strip apologist and everything else. And the, the th things that he did like that Molly crew era was unbelievable. Like the stuff you read about and see and watch, like what the fuck was going on? But he had that situation, ran up in jail 
where it's, Jesus got fucking, it's got saddened all of a sudden here, Dave. But that situation, he ended up in jail for killing uh, a hair metal band in a drunk driving incident that he had out there in Santa Monica and everything else. So, yeah, who, it's almost like a who is worse situation here. But I'm going to say, uh, oh no, I just put my foot in my mouth a little bit. Who is better? Vince Young's better than a better person. I don't know, but Vince Young's a better person than Vince Neil. Good enough. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, with the partying solo. I don't. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about Vince. 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 Uh, Vince Young's life, and I, I. I'm not like I said. I, I don't like Vince Young because of the USC. Uh, 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 Texas game back in 2004. But, but he never took someone else's life. That's as far right. as we know. Yeah, I didn't think about this when I asked you that question earlier on. That's a pretty low bar, but it's oh, a very low be bar. Honest. Who is better? Um, <laughs> who was more entertaining? Okay, at the height of their careers. Oh, then Vince Young. I'm sorry, Vince Neil. Yeah. Vince Neil, Motley Crue, back at Shut of the Devil. Uh, and then Take after Start My that, Heart. Oh. Yeah. That that was a that, hair skate song like nobody's business. That girls 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 album sucked ass. That was terrible. Smoking in the boys room and girls girls girls. Those yeah. are brutal songs. It it ends with the Doctor Feel Good album in my mind. Hundred percent. No, I I agree with you. Yeah. No, uh, Dave. Who is better? Uh, a guy that's probably uh, near and dear to your heart. I don't know. I don't know what you got going on if you're still. Uh, as you just said, smoke in the boys' room now and then. But uh yeah. Dave, I'm not sure where you are with your uh look, we talked about smoking in the boys' room uh, with uh Vince uh Vince Neal and the Motley Crew days and everything else, but uh smoke in the boys' room and uh, I'm sure this guy has smoked a little bit of something in the boys' room, but he decided he wasn't going to smoke anymore, health reasons, and his family had some issues. Uh, Snoop Dogg declared this week that he's saying, I'm out of the smoking, uh, I'm done with the smoke. So who is better, Snoop Dogg or Snoopy from Peanuts? Um, as far as music, I... I don't know. I never listened to rap, hip hop, whatever we're calling that music this day at all. Never. I like uh, Snoop Dogg, NWA, uh, Dre, whoever the fuck is is uh, uh, Ice Cube. I never listened to any of that shit ever, ever. We're, so we're, like, in, the, we're, nice, in, okay. we're in that demographic, Dave. Uh, interrupt you for half a second here. Deanne. Because she's she's a few years younger than me. I'm going to disclose her age here on, on the uh, get it out the airways there. But uh, when all that music was coming out, like with the uh, the uh, what was the movie? Uh, NW, the NW, NBA, five, yeah, five well five years or whatever it was. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. And I was like, I've never heard this before. Like I heard of it, and I heard the odd song here and there, but I didn't hear. I didn't because that was we we had that that fine line where we were between the Vince Neil years and the the demographic where it went to the uh, so so it was hair metal, and then there was this, and then there was the the grunge years, and then whatever else happened. So yeah, so I wasn't a big um, I wasn't a big uh, rap guy either. So I I don't know a lot of doc of, of Snoop's music is the biggest thing. But Snoop, as a personality, I dig him a lot. He is so funny. 
He's so engaging. Um, I don't know if you ever saw those uh, Pleasant Earth, any one of those things that he did when he was uh, narrating these nature videos. Fucking hilarious. And then uh, he's so funny. He's so engaging. Engaging. He had a cooking show with Martha Stewart for a season there that I watched. It was hilarious. He's such a hilarious person. He's pretty chill, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and as to why he's given up the smoke, I wonder if he's just going straight to edibles. Maybe he has an edible product he's going to be releasing. Well, his family's worried about his know. health a little bit, was the, the thing. So maybe long. Well, he, he, he's 6'8", 145 pounds. Like 145 fuck. might be a bit generous. Yeah. <laughs> he's one skinny motherfucker. Um, so his reasons, I wish him well, and, and you know, I, I don't dig on his music, but him as a personality, he, he's, he's really engaging and he makes me laugh. Snoopy as a kid, I thought he was pretty cool. I remember going to Charlie Brown movies in the fucking theater, if you can, uh, even think about that actually going on a Saturday. This Joe Cool in sunglasses t shirt, uh, yeah, yeah, the whole thing, was yeah. Snoopy. You know, and I kind of dug Snoopy, but at the end of the day, he was kind of an asshole. You know, he could have had Charlie Brown's back a little bit more. He, he gave him the occasional hug, but Charlie Brown was such a morose motherfucker. Um, I'm going to give this one on account of personality of, of... So Snoop became famous for his music, but I like him for his his media presence outside of music. And so for that, I'm going to give this one to Snoop Dogg, not Snoopy, the dog. Yeah, I'm tough on this because I, I, I really, I really quite like pe- the Peanuts gang a lot. Like it's, it's very, like it, it, as the older I get, you, you read. Like my mom puts a lot of uh, Snoopy things up there, and she's a, she's a big Peanuts, big gang fan, Charlie Brown fan, and the, and you read some things, and it's like it really kind of. Uh, there's a lot of things you go, oh, that makes sense. Like there's a lot of heartfelt stuff. No, that makes sense. Like they're they're kids, and you're like, oh, not kids, but they're cartoons. But you go, ah, yeah, that's good. There's a lot of lessons we learned at a young age and an old age through the uh, the Snoopy thing, the Snoopy and Peanuts gang. So I'm gonna take actually Snoopy on this one. I I, I find I I agree with you 100. Uh, percent Snoop Dogg is one entertaining guy, and he's he's cool. But there's times where like, okay, it's this not a charade, but the uh, the mystique's a little yeah, much for yeah. me at times. Like I know what I'm getting with Snoopy. I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to get with uh, the Snoop Dog. So I'm going to take Snoopy on that one. Dave, who is better? Uh, we talked about him earlier on tonight in the show. C.J. Stroud, the everybody's favorite, be the MVP right now, quarterback for the Houston Texans, or C.J. Parker, Pamela Anderson's character from. Baywatch. I was could have been the only guy on planet Earth that did not watch Baywatch. I found it the 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 it was so ridiculous the storylines and everything, and I get it. And then I I, I did I didn't not watch, watch much either, Dave. I, I, I did not watch uh, Baywatch, but. So CJ, I'm gonna get like if it's Pamela Anderson, she's a fucking icon. And um, I, I never found her. My favorite of the era was uh, Jenny McCarthy. Came 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 through a couple years after uh, Pam Anderson. Um, but 
she's an icon, old Pamela Anderson, because that's now, what, 30, 40 years, 30, 35 years ago that she graced the pages of Hugh Hefner's magazine. CJ Stroud is having a good four months here. Let's uh, tap the brakes. This one goes to uh, CJ. This one goes to Pam Anderson. This goes to CJ Parker. Yeah, like uh, it was. Uh, I was more of like, she had a rough. Uh, this girl, I'm going to mention, she had a pretty rough goal. But I was. Uh, I watched. I probably watched as many episodes of uh, Baywatch as you did. Uh, but my favorite back then was Yasmin Belith. I had some about brunettes. I don't know what it was. And my 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 uh, my wife's a, a, a brunette, and so I was I was more of a Yasmin <laughs> I was more of a Yasmin Belith person. She went through some real hard, real hard times, as Dusty Dusty Rose, the American Dream said. But yeah, I uh, I didn't watch Baywatch at all either. Like I just I, I thought it was dumb. <laughs> So once uh, Valerie came to uh, 90210, you were a huge fan of her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck Jenny Garth or whatever Kelly. All of it all. It's all about Val. Valerie was, uh, yeah, she was my favorite. <laughs> we're getting around that. Uh, another guy we brought up earlier on tonight in the show here, Dave. Uh, <laughs> hasn't done very well. Hasn't, done, hasn't, uh, hasn't flourished at all getting paid. Eight and a half million bucks a year out there in Columbus. Who is better, Johnny Goudreau or member of the the Cobra Kai, Johnny Lawrence? Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence got fucked over. He like you know. I guess you're a high schooler and you get taken out by a, an illegal face kick in the in the All Valley State <laughs> Champion. <laughs> He came from a broken home. Daddy was rich, so he got to do whatever he wants. And then all of a sudden, he gets an illegal face kick, gets knocked out by this chump, that this bully from fucking New Jersey, who had this little Asian guy that kicked the shit out of him at a high school dance. Johnny got no, like, he had all the breaks until he got no breaks. And then he got beat up by his sensei after losing. Poor Johnny. I feel bad for Johnny. I, 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 yeah, I, we're... Whereas Johnny Goudreau is just sitting in a, he's being Scrooge McDuck taking baths in his $100 bills every night and not having to put up a point for eight years. I want that fucking work. Yeah, no, I, uh, I like, you, 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 it's funny how the, when, uh, the older you get, we, we talk, I think we may talk this year ago or whatever it was, uh, when Cobra Kai was on and how it all, because that was such a, I, I thought it was on, it's, it's, it's camp and everything else. I, we talked about it on our anniversary show with, yeah. uh, it's, with it's the boys. Campy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. And it's camp and everything else. But uh, like, like 40 years ago, when uh, Karate Kid came out, everybody was so against the Cobra Kai guys. And you look back, like, no, that little prick should have just shut his mouth. He yeah. He didn't, Dan, Danielson didn't need to, like, he got kicked, the ball got kicked away, he could have just walked away and said, you know what, I, I'm not, I, he was picking up on this girl and everything else, and, and like, I'm not saying that the, the, the rest of Cobra Kai should have jumped in and fucking, and attacked Johnny, the, the, or, or Danielson the way they did, but Danielson also was a bit of a looking for trouble in all the wrong places, looking for, actually looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces and that was about that time so uh yeah and goudreau i'm not a big i'm not a big fan of him either um so no I'm, heart nothing there's just nothing there 
I'm, I was great in Boston College. I was great here. I was great when I came in the, in the Nash Hockey League, whatever year that was. And uh, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Hockey. And he, he I think in, in my lifetime, Dave, I can actually say, because I was living out in BC when he was the, uh, when the Johnny Hockey phenomenon came out. And I came back for a weekend or whatever it was. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, and it's like, oh, no, he's great. Well, he believes his own hype. He had a great start, and he blew his own height the entire time. Goudreau's a piece of garbage. I, I he, believe that. I believe that. He's, he, I think he's, gar- he's garbage. He needs a hard-ass coach, right? He, his best yeah. years were with uh, had one. and, and uh, Bob Hartley, right? Guys yeah. that fucking got in his ear and, and, and uh, let him have it. And that's when he had his two best years. Um and Johnny, like he wasn't afraid of hard work. He became the he was uh, the defending all all valley champion, I believe, until uh, the bully came to town. Yeah, and then also uh, the uh, Danielson threw the first punch. He did right at the beach when he was uh, making on Elizabeth's shoe, which you know, uh, like Johnny. But had they were broken up. They were broken up. But then when Johnny, like, you, know, okay, you know who the, like, you, you look back on that, Dave, and I don't know if how broken up they were. Oh, so you're gonna you're like, gonna you're gonna blame uh, Elizabeth? I, I'm not blaming. I'm just saying maybe she was leading one one on a little bit more than the other. Um, it appeared to me that she made it clear that she didn't want to be with Johnny anymore, and that's just my recollection. But on the flip side of that, you know, I've been in situations like that in my younger day where... Uh, <laughs> not in the last I, couple of weeks, obviously. No, no not in the last couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> in my 20s, where uh, people may have wanted to beat me up for talking to certain young young ladies. And, uh, hey, if I'm stepping on toes, no, we've broken up. We switched numbers. if, it, And then we exchanged the numbers. And when it worked out, it worked out. And when it didn't, it didn't. I didn't. It didn't take me uh, a sucker punching a guy tougher than me with four of his friends oh. hanging around. Like, I, why would I do that? that? That's not getting me any closer to late. I uh, I've never sucker punched someone tougher than me. No. In, in fact, I don't think I've sucker punched someone not tougher than me either. Yeah, I'm not a sucker puncher. No, I'm not a puncher. No, I'm not. I punched someone first, but they saw it coming. Oh, always, always get the strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. There's no getting around that. (laughs) (laughs) The problem with me and you is we strike first. We just can't strike hard. It's one of those those situations. Uh, Last one that we'll call tonight, Dave. Who is better, Charlie Sheen or Charlie Hustle? Oh, Jesus. You're you're really taking some guys that have... uh, some uh jaded past some, yeah some yeah some definitely uh chinks in the armor on these guys that you're giving me tonight uh charlie hustle or charlie sheen charlie sheen with they were well, here's the thing they were both so good gifted people at their jobs charlie yeah. sheen back in the day you know with wall street with platoon and then once he started making crazy money, he made those comedies. Like, and then he was a comedic actor from then on, just making crazy bank. Loved his uh, sex workers, loved his cocaine. Uh, Charlie yeah. Hustle. Um, 
you know, he was so good at his craft. Total fucking asshole. I don't know how many friends that guy actually may have had in his entire life. Liar. He's a liar. Um, and he's made some questionable uh, choices as far as his female companionship goes in his later life. <laughs> I don't think he really deserves any redemption. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take Charlie Sheen on this one. I'm gonna say Charlie Sheen. Like if, if I, I'm gonna agree to disagree on any of them. But if, if I said like earlier on, we had Snoop Dogg and Snoopy. If I would have said Charlie Brown or Charlie Sheen, who are you taking? Charlie Brown. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going on this one. Yeah. yeah. No. So it's one of the. It, it, I I understand like your disdain for. Um, but who is better, Charlie? Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose. Uh, he made a lot of mistakes in his life, and the problem I got with him is I don't think he regrets, or he's never. He's quasi apologized for his mistakes. But he doesn't mean his apologies. His his apologies have always went on to to get he has something a, else, right? Because he has right. a book to sell. Because he, he wants his, he want yeah. he wants some redemption. He wants something in his in his in his in his black heart. He feel that he's being punished unfairly. Yeah, he he does, and I think that chart that that that's Charlie. Uh, or Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose's thing. Uh, it, was he one of the all-time greatest baseball players in the history of baseball? A hundred percent. But I, he's not a nice person. Uh, he's he, like he's it, a when fucking you said, dick. He blew up a guy and ruined his career in the All-Star. Like when, when you said he he's he probably has uh, zero friends uh, that are backing him right now. He probably has zero friends in the game of baseball. Like he he was a he's a dickhead, and uh, and I don't know enough about this whether I'm right or wrong. Charlie Sheen, on the other hand, he had a good time, and like we, uh, <laughs> like Jesus, but the only hurt of, himself, yeah, only hurt himself, and maybe the odd hooker now and then. I'm not besmirching, I'm not to downplaying what he did to to other people's lives, but uh, Charlie Sheen, he, you know, he had a, a father who got him into a business and everything else, and so that to me, this is a tough one because uh, Charlie Sheen's a bit of a prick too. Like really, when it comes down to it, like for oh, that, selfish is the day as well. Like that, sure. that uh, what was it? Bat cougar blood or bat blood or whatever it was, and uh, tiger bat, blood, tiger Winnie. blood. And that wasn't many years ago. That to me, like I, geez, I gotta vet these before I put them out there. Uh, Charlie Sheen hurt himself and a few people around him. Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose. Did the game of baseball dirty, right? Like he did, and he's the and first he guy still to do hasn't, it. yeah, and he, and, he, and he still hasn't really apologized for it. In my opinion, he said I shouldn't have, but he still doesn't. So who is better? I'm going to go just for uh, it's a it's 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 a it's a fifty one forty nine split, but I'm going to go with uh, Charlie Sheen is better because I laugh at him on two and a half mensals conversation with Jake there. He makes me laugh. So I'm going to go who is better. I'm going to say Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Uh, it's tough. can agree on something. Like, yeah, like I said, you had some, uh, a, a couple of names with some dirt on them there today. We had a 
we had to we had to beat off the dirt off those old rugs and and see what we had after we were done uh, getting them cleaned up a little bit. But it was tough Jesus. to clean up some of those tonight. Uh, Charlie, like, have you seen fucking Pete Rose with his shoe polish hair and his fucking eighteen uh, year old brides and shit like that? He's he's just fucking creeping me out now. Too. Embarrassing. Like, it's too bad. Yeah. It's too bad. Like you wonder how it all would have turned out if he if he would have admitted to his his uh, situation back back in nineteen eighty was eighty six or eighty five whatever it was. Well, which he did, right? He signed the paper for Bart Giamatti saying I did it, and then he went and lied about it for fifteen years, even though he fucking signed the paper yeah. saying I gambled like, on base. You yeah. wonder how his life would have turned out if it wasn't such a pathological liar about it, an asshole about it like you just wonder it's just crazy great baseball yeah. player obviously but just if he wouldn't have ran into that situation that, that uh, it turned into just absolutely insane they second best singles hitter in history dave what do you got going on for the uh rest of the week um well we got a curl tomorrow we got to uh fucking work it's a monday rest of the week rest of the week's a drag man like it's just a nine to five I don't get to fucking hang out in the in the tavern down yeah. there with you. Hang out. Dr- drinking all day, fucking answer a couple yeah. of emails in your I gated wish, community. I, 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 I really wish that's that, that was my life. Charlie Sheening it over there, right? Yeah, if I was that was my life, I thought well, it would be something fucking like, yeah. Fuck me. No, it's a Monday, you I know. I slept I, in a month. Yeah. Uh, the, the weather, the weather's been holding up for us. So I, I, like, I'm a grateful person. I'm happy for my, uh, for the the hand I'm, I've been dealt here on at 13:02. So I'm uh, just gonna do the shit we gotta do, and um, it's gonna be a boys' weekend. The wife's going away uh, on the weekend, and so it's gonna be Jasper and I running solo for a couple of days here. So. Yeah, maybe maybe you should pop by. We can fucking you and my thirteen year old boy and me can get into a good game of cards or some. Have some Rockberry coolers or something. Who knows? Uh, whatever. Situations it is. You should go. I'm actually we're going to Fort McLeod on Friday night because it's the uh, Santa Claus Parade weekend. You should go to Fort McLeod to Santa Claus Parade on on uh, Saturday. No. <laughs> there it was. The 1424 <laughs> podcast. Four viewers for talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other more, but but more importantly, take care of yourself so you're out. Can you stick on the ice when else, Dave? I don't want to see Jim swing swinging at any high pitches. There we go. 1424 podcast. Four viewers for a lot more. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. See you Thursday, everybody. <laughs>